Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. My name is Becky and I am the C3 Impact Pastor here at C3 Church. What we'd love to do is give you a taster of all that Impact has been up to in the past year. We do so much in the community as a church, for people, with people, through people, and there is so much going on. So we'd love to give you a little taster of all the different things that are happening. First of all, I'd like you to know that you have made a difference this year. There are people who have, lives has been transformed, whether that's through mental health courses, whether that's been through receiving food, whether that has been through people just having a space to come and hang out. It has made a difference. One thing that we have done this year and we have launched is a Leverage app. Now, unless you're involved in C3 Impact, you would not be aware of what the Leverage app is. This is something that has allowed us to journey with people in a real holistic way. We're able to ask them questions, we're able to find out information and record that in one space. Because we work across all different sites and we work across all different days of the week, sometimes we have different volunteering volunteers working with people at different points of the week. So this app has allowed us to be able to manage that, be able to ask the right questions and really journey with individuals. We're also going to be launching a website this year. We're going to be able to put all of the things that we do as C3 Impact onto a website. There's been so many cool things and so much of this has been done by you guys. It's been done by the team, it's been done by volunteers, it's been done by people who've come together, partnered together to make a real difference. I'd love to introduce you to some of the team. This isn't all of the team, this is just a few of the team to give you a taste of what they've been up to this year, what they get to see on the front lines of being a part of C3 Impact. So here's Jen and Kara and Deborah to share a little bit about what has been happening this year. Hi, my name is Kara and I'm on the Impact team here at C3. Um, one of the things that we do here at Impact is Food Truck Friday. It um, happened in 2020, it started in March of 2020, and across all locations we have such a devoted team. Um, it feels like family when we all get together and get to serve the community in this way with a hot uh, meal. We do it in Cambridge on a Friday and then we do it in Colchester on Wednesday. Since March of 2020, we have served 370,000 meals across all of our locations. Um, and we've served around 100, 150 in Cambridge, and we serve around an average of 70 in Colchester every week. Um, and it's not just about uh, having the hot food and serving, serving guests food, but it's about really having a time to come together and spend time together, eat meals together, get to know one another, and uh, have community together. Um, but yeah, next we're gonna talk with Jen about some other things that we do here in the life of Impact at C3. I have the honour today of sharing a bit about the community market, which is something I'm really passionate about. Now, the community market has given out, over this last year, 115 tonnes of food. Can we just take a moment to think about how much food that is? Isn't that incredible? Think about how many lives have been touched by that. 
Now our community market is set up to help those in financial crisis and to help us get a bit of that vision of what that might mean. I want to take us back to three, four years ago when we had COVID come into our lives. Now, can you remember when you went to that supermarket and you were looking at the supermarket shelves and there was no toilet roll, there was no pasta. You were thinking, oh my gosh, where am I going to get my meal from? My cupboards are bare. I was meant to do a shop last week. Think about that panic and that overwhelming fear. Now, if you're in financial crisis, it's like living in that all the time. You're wondering, where am I going to get my next meal from? Our community market is set up to help those in that financial crisis that might be feeling that sense of overwhelm and panic, and it gives them a sense of space that they can breathe. They don't need to worry about where their meal's coming from tomorrow. They've got it set up, and then that gives them the space to be able to look at some of the well-being stuff that we do to help get them out of that crisis moment, that crisis mentality. So I'm going to pass you over now to Debs, who does a lot of stuff to do with the well-being, and she can share a bit more about that holistic support that we do around the community market. I have the privilege and joy of overseeing things around well-being. In Cambridge, we have a weekly drop-in. It's a place where people feel welcome, they feel um, loved, and they feel like they belong. We also offer courses. Um, we've notably done a well-being course called Kintsugi Hope that has literally seen lives transformed. In Colchester, similarly, they responded to the need uh, of, of single parents coming and wanting support with parenting so, so we got that into that very quickly and offer a Kids Matter parenting course there. We are looking at other options all the time in terms of responding to need. We're going to be rolling out in Colchester and Bury and Cambridge online an opportunity for families experiencing living with eating disorders. Um, so there's many, many courses that we are looking at. In Bury, we're very excited next year to be launching uh, a Hope Into Action house. Hope Into Action is uh, a charity that supports those who are vulnerably housed. We have a team of amazing befrienders who do life with the tenants there. And we also, in Cambridge, have a really active Transforming Lives for Good um, network of, of coaches who go into primary and secondary schools offering early intervention su support. So that just gives you a flavour of some of the hope um, and transformative opportunities that are around for well-being. And just to give a couple of stats to you, uh, just since March, actually April time, we've um, seen about 40 refugees and asylum seekers come to English uh, lessons that, that we're offering as well as accessing the All Nations Cafe. And we have had around 200 people come to the drop-in where they can also get money advice and support around work. So there's lots going on. There's an amazing team behind it um, and lots of opportunity. So there you have it, so much going on in the life of C3 through C3 Impact. And we exist as C3 Impact to empower the church, to be able to journey with people in a place of health and wholeness across all areas of their life. So if you'd like to get involved or if you'd like some support from the things that we do, head to our website to be able to find out more information, which is www.c3impact.uk.
there you have it. Heaps of things. Heaps and heaps of things going on in the life of C3 Impact. Hopefully, that gives you a snapshot of what we as a church are doing across all our different locations. It's good to be with you in the room this morning. It is good to be online and it is good to be with Colchester and also chatting to those in prisons this morning. This might be a slightly different sermon or a slightly different Sunday from what we might normally expect. But why is it important for us to take a moment and to think about these things? There's a few reasons why I think it is really important for us to do this. Well, firstly, we need to celebrate. We need to celebrate what we as a church do for our local community. It is incredible what we get to do. It is amazing the amount of people who turn up week in, week out to help people to do things, who go late at night to supermarkets and pick food up so it doesn't go in the bin and it can be get put in the community fridge. It's absolutely incredible. So before I go any further, I think we need, and if you're online, I want you to get involved in this too, to give us, you included, a huge round of applause. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Right. I'm going to share a scripture and we are going to delve into this scripture a little bit and then we're going to hear some stories of people whose lives have been changed because I believe in the scripture where it says they overcame him by the power of the blood. That's why we took communion this morning and by the word of their testimony. And it is powerful to hear about how Jesus has changed lives. So we're going to hear some of them this morning. But let me read this scripture. Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10 says this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. If you take a step back and you look at the picture of our world, it can be quite bleak. It can be quite overwhelming Here's some statistics for you, just to give you a picture of what is going on in our country right now. Nearly half of adults, which is 24.5 million people in England, think that they have a diagnosable mental health condition at some point in their life. 25% of people in England, which is 14.1 million adults, say that they feel lonely at some point in their lives, in their day-to-day -day lives. Or how about this one? The number of people living in absolute poverty is currently projected to rise from 11 million, which is where it is right now, to 14 million in 2023. That's a rise from 17 to 21%, which includes 30% of children will be living in poverty. Relative child poverty is projected to reach its highest level since the 1990s. The picture is bleak. If we look at it just like that, 
But don't worry, I'm not going to leave us there this morning or leaving with that bleak picture. Let me read that scripture again to us. It says, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Our world needs good. Our world needs us to not give up in doing good. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I'll wake up and I think, oh gosh, we've got a lot to do. Can we not just stop doing some of these things? Because there's so much going on. Can we not stop some of these plates that are spinning? I'm not sure we can keep them up much longer. But then I get encouraged, do not get weary. Do not stop doing good. See, if there's one thought for us all this morning, whether you're in Colchester, whether you're online, whether you're in prison, whether you're in the room, it is this. We need each other. We need each other. The truth of the matter is we can't get through this alone. We need each other. I get weary. I am human. I know. Surprise, I am human, I get tired. And sometimes I wanna cut back and sometimes I wanna stop. Because every single place where we look, there's need, right? You look over here and there's homelessness and then you look over here and there's lonely people and you look over there and there's people being trafficked and over there there's abuse and then you see people who are old and young and cold and hungry. Everywhere you look, there's a fight for justice in every single corner of our world. There just is. But here Paul is encouraging us not to give up. Keep going, keep fighting, keep loving, keep extending the invite, keep giving grace, keep giving joy, keep giving love. Wherever the opportunity is, it is for us all to do, right? It is for us all to do. Now here's the part which I think often gets overlooked and this is the part where I think is the, the, the answer and the hope is because it says this, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Who is that? That is me and I hope that that is you. To the family of believers. This reminds me a little bit of when you are on an aeroplane. And you know when they do that briefing at the start and they say, should we go into some kind of emergency and the oxygen tanks drop down? Put your mask on first before helping somebody else. And I always used to think, if there's a child next to me, I'm going to be putting their mask on first. But as I've got a little bit older, I've realized why they tell you to do that first to yourself. Because if you don't have oxygen... You can't help anybody else. If you don't have oxygen, you can't help anyone else. And our world is going into a state of emergency. The plane lights are flashing. People are feeling like they're about to crash. And church, it is important that we put our masks on first. Because if we try gasping with air to try and help other people, we'll end up with no oxygen ourselves. To help people, you've got to be able to breathe. 
So here's the one thing for us as C3 Church to take away wherever you are. It is up to us to check ourselves, to make sure that we're okay, to access support and resource, to talk to the people beside us and around us so that we can go collectively as we are to help and support the people in our community. If there's one thing I know, it's Jesus changes lives. If there's one thing I know, it is that he is the one who can flip things on its head and can change situations and circumstances. We're going to listen to two stories for the remainder of this, this moment this morning. Two people who are a part of our C3 family. And that's really intentional that I want you to hear their stories. They're a part of our family. They're a part of the family of believers And they have gone through a journey of accessing support in the church and outside of the church. And they have got themselves to a place where they are being strong so they can help others. So the first story we're going to hear is Lisa. And we share and we do many, many different courses through C3 Impact and through C3 Church. Some of them are really practical, like helping with money and budgeting, and some of them are more in-depth, like divorce recovery and grief share and taste life and Kinzuki Hope. And Lisa is going to share about Kinzuki Hope, which is a biblically-based well-being course. It's a course that takes kind of processes and thoughts and scriptures from the Bible and brings that into how we can look after our everyday mental health. Now, let me be clear, we as a church are 100% for mental health practitioners, and we totally believe in getting help and support from people in doctor's surgeries and from therapists and whatever needs to be done. We're completely behind that. But what I also know is that Jesus has a part to play in our mental health. And Jesus has a part to play in that. So we don't want to cut one off from the other. We want to bring both in and provide a space where people can explore that in a really healthy way. I will say that some of these topics are sensitive and some of them can be challenging to hear. And some of these things that they say in their stories may well cause a little bit of um, triggering or discomfort. And if that does is you, and it does cause you to do that, please do not leave this place without talking to someone. Come and have receive prayer. And we also have dotted all around the building some fact sheets where you can get from uh, the reception, from Next Steps, from Coldham's Coffee, and we'll put them online as well, and they'll be in Colchester too. So if you need to know where to go, who to call, what to do, grab that piece of paper so you can make sure that you do that. But hey, can we give it up for Lisa McIntyre, who's going to share about her experiences on Kingzuki Hope course. Lisa, so uh, you did the Kingzuki Hope course earlier this year. What, What led you to want to join that course? Um, Well, I think I spoke to you about it and you sort of gave me a brief outline and that just really grabbed me. And it's like, 
yeah, there's an opportunity to um, explore issues, you know, around who I am. I really love the idea of, you know, the kintsugi where they mend broken things with the gold and make it more beautiful. So the course is 12 weeks, which, mm -hmm. you know, some people might think is quite a long time. What what did you get from the course during those 12 weeks? Um, and obviously there were other people on the course. What what you talked about exploring issues. Did that happen? What what was your experience of the course? Yeah, it was it was great, I have to say. Um, and the 12 weeks just flew by. Okay. You know, it came to the end of the yeah. course and it was like, oh, gone already. Um, it was amazing. It was a very small group of people. Yeah. Um, I did it online. Yeah. Um, which I think worked quite well, actually. Um, could, did you find that you could build relationships and have that atmosphere of trust and connection? Definitely. Um, I think, you know, all, although I'm a very much, I prefer in person, I'm that kind yeah. of, you know. Sure. Um, but technology is great and actually, you know, it gave people an opportunity to attend that might not have been able to get out. There are quite a lot of tools on, you know, that the course teaches you. Um, I mean, for me, simple things like if I'm feeling anxious or stressed is just simply think about my breathing. You know, that's, that's quite a basic one, but it helps. Um, but things that were said have really kind of stuck with me and have become, um, you know, I'll say them to myself quite often. Um, things like, it's not my responsibility to keep everybody happy. For sure. That's a big one for me. Yeah. Um, no is a complete sentence. Yeah, okay. Um, little practices like, you know, finding a little bit of joy in each day and being kind to yourself, that's yeah. also... That's a really big one. Yeah, we can so often be kind to other people and not be kind to ourselves, yes. for sure. <laughs> so one last question, I guess. Would you recommend the course? Can you, why, why would you suggest people come? Yeah, I absolutely would recommend the course. Um, I loved it. Um, I'm not gonna lie, there were parts of it that were actually quite tough, um, but, I think you know you were a great group facilitator, but also the the other girls on the course mm -hmm. were so supportive. It really, definitely, and really I'm really, I mean, I had the privilege of witnessing that. So, yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. And I think you know the beautiful thing is that you know with the kintsugi and the gold, you know, we do have scars, but you know we can help others by showing our scars. Love you that. Know. Loves that. Amazing. We will be running another Kinzuki Hope course in January. So if you would like to come on that, by all means, let us know and sign up. It is important, isn't it, to make sure that we are looking after each other. And I could stand here genuinely for hours and let you know all about the different things that are going on. I could tell you about the English lessons where we are chatting to people, helping people learn English on a Wednesday evening. I could tell you about the winter nights where we are here helping people stay warm, play games, watch movies. I could tell you about the houses we have and I will stop before I continue to carry on to tell you about every single thing that we are doing. But this is just a snapshot. This is just a picture of all that is going on. And I hope that you will be encouraged and inspired to be a part of it in some way. 
whether that is by accessing some support, whether that is by finding out some of the information. Those fact sheets out there also have lots of information about the cost of living. Maybe that's something that's a real thought process in your mind right now. It is for a lot of people. If you need some support or some help around that, please do ask. Or maybe you want to get involved. And that might not look like being there on a Friday to dishing up hot food. That might be using your skills. You know, we had the Leverage app built by somebody in the church who used and gifted his skills to be able to do that. So maybe it's thinking outside of the box. How can we as a church impact our community? And of course, we're going into Christmas, which is the, the most um, incredible opportunity to share the wonder of Christ as far and wide as we can. And opening it up to be able to give a gift to people just allows people to ask the question, why are you giving me a gift? Why are you helping me? And at that point, we can open that door and say, hey, it's because we believe that Jesus loves you, that he has a purpose for you, and we'd love to involve you into the family. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.